ask you a question mm-hmm. and you don't have to answer it because it's a bit personal, but I'm just going to put it out there anyway. Mm-hmm. Do you keep soy sauce in the fridge or in the pantry? In the pantry. I do too. I'm a big believer in the I pantry. I didn't even sauce. know that it was a thing to put it well, in the fridge. You should refrigerate it. <laughs> really? Um, I've gone to a very reputable part of the internet, Yahoo Answers. Oh, yeah, I've heard. I've heard um, that. The question is, should you keep soy sauce in the fridge? The best answer, it's fine to store soy sauce in the cupboard if unopened. But once opened, it should always be stored in the fridge to help preserve its freshness. Because mm. it's, f- well, that's what it says. Uh, but wouldn't like... Japanese like sushi places be doing that if it was the right thing to do. Why are you assuming it's the right thing to do just because it's a common thing to do? Because that makes sense. I think that's just <laughs> saying a lot about you, Emma. I think I've learnt a lot about you by the fact that you keep your soy sauce in the cupboard. You do it too. Oh yeah. <laughs> learned a lot about both of us. Um well, read the read the bottle. It says refrigerate after okay. opening. So <laughs> now that we've learned a lot about each other, let's learn a, a lot more about soy sauce on this episode of Ingredipedia. So soy sauce is made of soybeans, correct? <laughs> is that a question? Well, I'm, I kind of like just so- wrote it and I couldn't be bothered Googling it. So just tell me. Soy sauce <laughs> is... Usually made of, of fermented soybeans. Okay. And Sometimes with some wheat or barley substitute mm. thrown in. Okay. And what is the one thing that you would say is most common that people are paranoid to find in their food? Hair? Yes. So this story, I'm not sure if oh. it's an urban legend. Can I tell you can I tell you something? <sighs> I have I have a hair thing. Like hair grosses me out. Oh, well, this story, you'll be fine with it. It's not actually that gross. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure if it's an urban legend or a real thing, but I read a report that said a company in China in 2004 were found to be making the ingredients to make soy sauce with human hair. Uh, okay, no, that's gross me out. <laughs> Apparently there was um, TV footage showing workers wearing masks using sticks to sort human hair Taken from dirty bags. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> no. with, it, this is fine. Sometimes with huge <laughs> no. cotton buds and even condoms. It's fine. <laughs> the hair was then put into a machine without any cleaning. And workers were quoted as saying that about an average of 10 tons were u- of human hair was used every day. <laughs> well, the reason behind this is <laughs> hair that. contains amino acids. Uh-huh. Um, that would be used to make soy sauce. So it's rich in protein content, just like soybean, wheat and bran, the conventional and legally accepted raw ingredients for the production of soy sauce. But if you use human hair, the cost is reduced by half. So (laughs) um, the downside, if you didn't know one already, (laughs) were that government officials said that um, human hair contained lead and arsenic which are harmful to the liver, kidney and bloodstream and can also cause cancer if consumed. 
What about all those other episodes where you like cook things and it's like, hey, <laughs> hey, do you know about this food? Here's a delicious snack. Not a story that makes you want to vomit in your mouth and cry a little bit. I can show you pictures if you no, want. No, <laughs> I don't want pictures. God, I don't think I'm ever going to eat soy sauce again. All right, I'm going to recover. And I'm, you like soy sauce, right, Em? Yeah. What's the most soy sauce you've ever eaten in a sitting, do you think? Um... Probably when you, oh, maybe a couple of fishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple of fishful. A couple of little little fishful. <laughs> just just suck it on down. Um, how did you feel after it? Satisfied. You were fine. <laughs> You're fine. Okay. Oh well, well, I was eating it with other foods. So. Well, yeah. Okay, good. Well, um, then you felt better than a 19 year old Virginia man who ended up in a coma after a soy sauce overdose. Whoa. This is part of it. Was he mainlining? <laughs> yeah, well, he kind <laughs> of was. Uh, it was a fraternity pledge. Uh, it was reported in the Huffington Post. I think this is uh, 2013. The 19-year-old University of Virginia college student chugged a quart of sauce. Uh, I think a quart is somewhere near a litre. Mm-hmm. So he drank about a litre of soy sauce uh, and was hospitalised. He, he was also... Actually, let's just say this... Why are we blaming it on the soy sauce? He also had to eat dog food, gefilte fish and mozzo balls with the quart of soy sauce. So, um, yeah, 945 mils, so very close to a litre, is equal to two average-sized soy sauce bottles like you would find in a grocery store. He chugged it down and he ended up with hypernatremia, which basically means he had too much salt in his blood, uh, which caused the brain to lose water. He went into a coma. The good news is... He recovered. Thank God. He's fine. He didn't have any permanent damage. But the bad news is that that college fraternity was banned. Um, <laughs> like uh, most should be, I guess. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Zeta, Zeta Psi, uh, or Lambda, 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 they were given a two-year <laughs> ban. Uh, I guess they're back back now at the University of Virginia, just like making people mm-hmm. eat dog food. It would be so hard to scull soy sauce because most of the bottles are like only a few drops come out at a time. Mm. Like it, you'd have to like set aside five hours. <laughs> five, <laughs> hours to, five hours to drink it, two days to be in a coma. Is it worth it? <laughs> Probably not. Japan is um, the best country in the world for many reasons. Mm-hmm. One of them being their selection of snacks. Correct? Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to disagree with you. Well, uh, when I'm over there, I spend like half the time of my holiday inside 7-Eleven did and you, Lawson's. Did, like, you bring us, uh, did you bring in some Japanese snacks yet? Uh, I was going to go on my lunch break, but I was too busy. <laughs> um, but... Imagine like walls lined with colourful packages and little characters on every freaking thing and everything's shaped like an animal and it's weird flavours and it's the best. You've got that faraway (laughs) Japanese snack look in your eye. Anyway, the snack I'm going to talk about today is the soy sauce flavoured Kit Kat. So Japan are really experimental with their Kit Kat flavours. There's Yubari Melon, which was the first weird flavour in 2002. And then there's like pumpkin, pineapple, Red bean soup, wasabi, yellow sweet potato, purple sweet potato, creme brulee flavour, which I got when I was over there. And I brought it back and you put it in the freaking oven and cook it and it goes all crispy and like 
um, bubbly on top, like a creme brulee, and then you eat it and it's like all melty and soft. Wow, that's that's a serious like that's a that's a chocolate bar with like cooking instructions. Yeah, the soy sauce one is um was part of a release of Kit Kats where there was nineteen and all of them matched up to a different area in Japan. So the idea was that when you they were only available in that area or that city. So when you travelled to a different um, city, you'd like get the special Kit Kat and bring it home to your family and stuff mm. like that. So the soy sauce one was um, the Tokyo flavour and apparently it was the most popular. But when you imagine what a soy sauce Kit Kat looks like, you'd imagine like a black Kit Kat, like something really scary looking. Yeah. But actually the soy sauce Kit Kat is white chocolate ah. with like kind of like brown wafer on the inside and apparently it tastes like maple. So it's like... Mm. Not actually anything. I, kinda, I like to do the with sound. Soy sauce. I like the sound of it because you've got the sweet of the chocolate and the saltiness of the soy, and then like a bit of umami in there. It's got that umami thing, like all fermented foods get. Yeah, but uh, if I like, I haven't tried it. But if I had a soy sauce kicker, I'd really want it to taste like salt, just like soy just sauce in up. chocolate. Like that would be thrilling. But mm. like having it taste like maple, it'd just be like. Just say maple. Anyway, I haven't tried it, so. Um, But according to Nestle Japan, instead of like their perspective with what um, flavours to put in chocolate, it's not what tastes good with chocolate. Their strategy is based on how much surprise and enjoyment the consumer will experience when the product is discovered, which which is true because like when you walk into a Japanese 7-Eleven, it's just like this is the best place you, in the world. And I don't even that, have to eat anything. You've got that far away look <laughs> in your eyes again. What I'm, yeah, I'm triple disappointed that you didn't bring us any snacks. Hey, you mentioned uh, earlier that it'd be hard to overdose on soy sauce because it, it only comes out a few drops at a time. Mm. And there's a famous, the, the famous soy sauce bottle, that really sort of classic plastic capped glass bottle was... Um, it, it was one of the sort of it's celebrated as like this amazing design. It's it's kind of more than sixty years old. That the, the um, inventor uh, died earlier this year, and he was he was really kind of um, celebrated at the time in a lot of sort of design blogs, and it was a big story around the world. And some some stats on that famous bottle: more than three hundred million of of them were sold in more than seventy countries. In its fiftieth year in two thousand and seven, Kikaman, the company that uh, um, the the soy sauce bottle belonged to issued a gold capped version and the company has also given souvenir bottles bearing the image of mickey mouse to oh groups my God, of i need children. it immediately uh, well okay ems <laughs> just run off to get onto ebay so that, that that is the famous soy sauce bottle and you know that was famous for coming out uh a few drops at a time in in a kind of reverse teapot style it was that was part of the design but the world has moved on there's new ways really? of of receiving your soy sauce Particularly on sushi, soy sauce spray. Oh. Soy sauce now comes in spray bottles. That's actually handy. Because, mm. like, when you, um, like, drip soy sauce into, like, a sushi, like a hand roll, it's, like, just patchy. Like, mm. it's not distribu- distributed it's not evenly. evenly. Yep. <laughs> well, that's why Hukuman, a Japanese soy sauce manufacturer, is now packaging soy in spray bottles so you can perfectly spritz your sushi. So uh, not only does it help uh, 
adding the perfect amount of sushi uh, of soy sauce on your sushi cuts down waste because you don't you know you you're, you throw away the last bit of soy sauce particularly if you're yeah. uh, if you're dipping into it you've got it in a mm. little sort of dip bowl you th- you throw away most of your soy sauce that has been fixed so i don't know if we're going to be talking about this spray uh sushi soy sauce in 61 years the way we're talking about the iconic kikaman bottle but uh i'm up for it i like any food as a spray hmm, maybe it's a preventative measure because it'd be hard to like overdose on a soy sauce spray this, we truly <laughs> live in a nanny state <laughs> so um just quickly back to human hair <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the worst ingredient ever um my final fact is about artists using soy sauce as a medium so um there's an artist called Nicholas Lobo and he heard about the report that I was talking about before about the company in China um, making soy sauce ingredients with human hair. And he wasn't sure if it was true, so he decided to was test... Was it true? Is it actually true? Well, China Central Television reported it. Okay. So, And I saw some pictures that looked like human hair and factories. All right. So, <laughs> I don't know. Why did I ask you that question? <laughs> I don't want to go back there. Anyway. Sorry. Um, so this guy heard about it and decided to test it by making soy sauce with his own hair. It worked, Lobo said. <laughs> I shaved my head and put the hair in an acid bath to break it down to its basic aminos. Then I neutralized the acid and it tasted like soy sauce. <laughs> it's a little greasier. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> All right, so that's artist one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was another artist I actually saw this artwork at Goma in Brisbane and I was just kind of walking past and it just looked like kind of like traditional Japanese art and I'm like oh yeah walking over to like the more contemporary stuff and then like you know how on the little plaques next to art they have like mediums used Mm -hmm. and I saw that this one said soy sauce on paper (laughs) and so it was this guy that was making like um, contemporary Japanese art but kind of like taking the piss by using soy sauce as the medium which was really awesome. Mm. Third one is that a group of three anonymous artists from Fukushima made a huge sculpture out of little soy sauce fish to um, commemorate the second anniversary of the earthquake. So altogether it had 151,503 soy sauce fish containers, (laughs) which is like amazingly the exact number of displaced people, people that were displaced by the earthquake. And it's like so impressive when you look at um, pictures on the internet because all the little fish are different colour, rainbow, and it's like really beautiful. Soy sauce and art together mm-hmm. at last. <laughs> okay, well, we've talked about art. I want to talk about science. Well, not really science. I want to talk about space because I don't know if you've ever been in space, Em. Uh, no. No. Uh, neither have I. But you've got to eat in space, right? Yeah. On the international... Oh, I've had space food. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, well, you have had space food. Because I've been food. to Japan. You've had one specific space food. You've had soy sauce. Oh, really? Soy sauce was sent into space earlier this year. Uh, a company called Little Soya uh, from Austin, Texas. Uh, they submitted their soy sauce to Lockheed Martin and NASA. Um and it was chosen to accompany the, the meals of SpaceX's Falcon 9 rocket, which was headed for the International Space Station. Uh, this is in, on June the 28th this year. And it was chosen because 
it was packaged. Well, maybe because it was gluten-free. Oh, uh, soy sauce so gluten-free? Uh, no, not normally. Oh. Because often it has uh, has wheat in as, as well as fermented soybeans in it. Uh, but their soy sauce is oh, okay. Little Soya from Austin, Texas. Um, and they package it in... Well, I mean, they didn't invent it, but they've kind of developed on the Little Soy Sauce fish packet, which... I'd, from what I, from my readings on the internet, not that common in the United States. They sort of have it yeah. just in a little crappy plastic uh, packet. And so when they talk about the soy sauce fish, they're amazed. So these guys are like taking the soy sauce fish, developed a little bit. And because, I don't know if you've noticed with the soy sauce fish, but uh, surface tension allows um, the, the soy sauce won't come out, even if you sort of hold yeah. it upside down. So if you're in zero gravity, mm. there's no soy sauce floating around in the space station. Uh, so... <laughs> But that would be amazing, so I don't know why that's a problem. It would look pretty good. <laughs> and you'd just be chasing it around yeah. and go, oh, oh, chasing it with your sushi. But uh, it went into space. Uh, the, the story I read said, you know, hit on the hashtag, which was hashtag little soya in space. Uh, and I hit on it and they said, wow, we're really excited about little soya going into space. And there was nothing else. Um, so <laughs> if anybody from the International Space Station is listening, let us know. How delicious your um, little soya soy sauce uh, fish went on your space sushi. All right. So to recap, I talked about hair being used to make soy sauce. Then I talked about overdosing on soy sauce. And then I talked about Kit Kats that are flavored with soy sauce. Then I talked about spray soy. And then I brought up human hair again. In the form of soy sauce art. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that. Uh, and then I took soy into space or told you about somebody else who did. <laughs> so that, that was the soy episode of Ingredipedia. Um, thank you for listening. So don't forget to vote for your favourite fact on our Instagram at Ingredipedia. And uh, we'll uh, talk about another food next week. Bye.